guys, I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi guys! Natalie. Hey. What? I know that you have some things you'd like to discuss about our last episode. Yeah, before we get into anything today, okay. fangirling, today's heartthrobs, I said in our last week's episode mm-hmm. that when I talked about Mrs. Doubtfire, I just thought, oh, it's that girl from Matilda. Uh-huh. Which, Matilda came out three years after Mrs. Doubtfire, and deep down I knew that. <laughs> you did, in your soul. But you I know. did say that. But to... Um, you know, just make myself feel better. Uh-huh. That character's name is Natalie in Mrs. Doubtfire, so mm-hmm. I did love her in that movie for that reason. I get it. You had, like, a special connection. We had a bond. Um, it's weird to me that, actually, Matilda came out after. I guess she's very small in Mrs. Doubtfire. She's super young. But yeah. was she always—like, is she just one of those people that just seems young all the time? I don't know. I haven't seen her recently, but— She's, like, a writer now. Oh. She's in an episode of Broad City. She does some podcast guest appearances— She's Secret- here today. I'm secretly following Mara Wilson. <laughs> and I was like, are you obsessed with her? Um, but you also had, you posed a very thoughtful intellectual question after our episode last week that I think we should give a little bit of time to discuss. Yeah, I want to know if the Lawrence brothers are only attractive when they're together. <sighs> so I've given this a lot of thought. We Basically what happened is you asked this aloud and then... We started to talk about it, and then I shushed you. And I was like, no, no. We'll, we'll talk save about this. it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I definitely think when they are together, they sort of even each other out. Like, they, some get r- raised up in attractiveness. <laughs> some get sort of— br- like Not it, naming any names Not naming here. any names. It's like a great neutralizer of just, like, heart throbbiness. And when they're individual, it's a little bit more um, shocking. It's tricky. So, like, if you saw them in a group yeah, and you had to pick one to date, it would be a much more difficult decision. Probably. Because then at that point you're seeing all of their, like, personality intricacies and, like, all of those things. And it makes it a little bit harder. We both know it's still Matthew. <laughs> it's probably still Matthew. But I will say— Again, I was feeling very guilty about Andrew Lawrence. My favorite moment of last week is that you refused to tag him in our Instagram (laughs) photos because you were like, if anyone's going to listen, it's going to be him, and I don't want to make any enemies. And I was like, well, I get it. And then, I don't know. He seems very interesting to me. Yeah. It's true, though. If anyone was going to listen to it, it would be him. He has the least amount of followers on Instagram. That's not... (laughs) An insult. I just mean. Remember when I was feeling bad about like shitting on? There's Andy a Lawrence? bigger chance he would see it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, now that we've gotten that out of the way, what are you fangirling over this week? Well, it's kind of something we're both fangirling over, True. and it literally just happened I before know. we started recording. So appropriate. So during lunch, we were talking about food, as we do, per usual. Not just any food. Not well, like nice restaurants it, in it Los Angeles. With we're discussing Cheez Its, obviously, and I couldn't think of its rival, Cheese Nips. Uh huh. So, like a Google image search of cheese crackers began. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of debatable. I'm not you a cheese. Lot to say I'm not a cheese cracker kind of gal. You don't like the Ritz cheese bits, nope, which upset me a little bit. I don't like Cheez Its. I'm gonna say it, but it led us to. Hostess.com and LittleDebbie.com, and we had the best time just reminiscing about junk food. 
Um, yeah, that we probably like will go to 7-Eleven and purchase immediately after this. Because then that immediately led into like more candy conversation, which is one of my favorite conversations. Um, but d- did we decide? Are you more of a little Debbie or more of a hostess kind of gal? It's tough. It's tough. Because little Debbie has oatmeal cream pies and fudge rounds and zebra cakes, right? I believe so, Yes. And then Hostess has ding-dongs, Swiss rolls, and Twinkies. Yeah. You said maybe my favorite quote of 2017 about your mom and how your mom was like, the ding-dongs today don't taste like the ding-dongs of yesterday. And I was like, well, do I need to make that an embroidered pillow? Yes, well, I she, do. She loves sugar just as much as me. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would lie My mom's that. the same. Mm-hmm. But in case you want to know, Tasty Cakes apparently makes an equivalent of the old ding-dong. I believe that Tasty Cakes are like an East Coast thing. So you can get those in Indiana? I don't think yeah, we can get them in Yeah, but not everywhere. Okay. They're kind of a newer thing for us. <laughs> You're new to the we're, Tasty Cake. Yeah, we're behind. Because Indiana, do you consider Indiana the Midwest? Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of people do not consider Ohio the Midwest. Really? I know. I don't know what I would call it, but it, it does lean east. So I never know what the, the <laughs> We're from snack. the lean east. <laughs> I never know what the snack distribution is. I think I am also a little—I'm a little Debbie girl through and through for two reasons. One, oatmeal cream pies and Nutty Bars. And Nutty Bars definitely— led to me being a chubby youth um <laughs> that plus totino's party pizzas uh they have made a great sausage that i was really into um but i think a, a double set of nutty bars has like 85 grams of fat like it's like way more than your daily caloric intake that's required but it's goddamn delicious and i i'll eat them till i'm dead a chubby youth a chubby I'll post some photos. I was Please. A, a chubby youth, nutter butter, loving kind of gal. That couldn't wear bicycle shorts. No, I couldn't. Oh, can I fangirl over that? I totally forgot about that. Sure. Um, that was a good segue. Oh, yeah. I was going to fangirl over my new TV because I got a new TV, and it was it's amazing. Um, we had a very sort of small television before, and now we have, like, this big Super fancy one that I'm told is, like, the best on the market. I don't know. My husband does an inordinate amount of research, which always results in us having very nice things. But during the process of his research, I kind of want to, like, murder him in his sleep. But it's always great at the end. And so my new TV, get to watch all my, like, favorite shows. But what I actually want to fangirl over is uh, last week's episode, maybe? Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, we were talking about guts and how I maybe once a year do an eBay search to see if anyone is selling their piece of the aggro crag. You know, if you're, like, down on your luck and you need to, like, unload some yeah, valuables. somebody doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, no one is selling their aggro crag. But Natalie came to work yesterday. She goes, I got you something. Close your eyes. And I was like, okay. And it's a tiny aggro crag pin. It's like a little piece of the aggro crag. It's an enamel pin. I'm obsessed with it. It glows in the dark. No it, big deal. It glows in the dark. Now I feel like I won guts. I mean, <laughs> that's all I needed. I just needed that positive affirmation. Yeah. You don't need week. bicycle shorts. No. I still don't look great in bicycle shorts. So I can just wear this. It's It'll a be, tough look. It's a tough look. Tough look. Um, okay. <laughs> Is that it? Is that all we're fangirling over? Yeah. You're good? Yeah, I think we should move on. Okay. So last week, we talked about the Lawrence brothers. Where do we go from here? Well, with so many heartthrobs to choose from, we wanted our next babe to be someone who was 
basically on fire Mm -hmm. in the 90s and 2000s. So who did we choose? The one, the only, Andrew Keegan. Shall we jump into his early career? Please inform me. Yes, because I'm not that familiar. What do you mean? Like, what were you doing? early career? Oh, okay. Don't freak out. I know. I was already about to get so upset. (laughs) Okay, so essentially, like... If you check out Andrew Keegan's IMDb, there's like a like a continuous theme, right? He was basically just always cast as like the gorgeous guest star. And no joke, he was on every single popular show in the 90s and 2000s, like everyone. Um, so his first appearance was on Empty Nest. Do you remember Empty Nest? Yes. Golden Girls spinoff. Um, kind of? Yeah, they were their neighbors. Yes. Then he makes an appearance on Baywatch— not once, but twice, as different characters. I love when people do that. Um, I also love that, like, clearly no one at Baywatch was like, we think our viewers are smart. Like, they're going to remember. <laughs> they're not going to notice this beautiful child. <laughs> they're not going to remember. Um, and he, right around this, he's, like, 12, 13, 14 in this time. So he's, to be really attractive as, like, a 13-year-old boy, that's a lot. Yeah. Good for you. Like, that's nearly impossible. It's really—it's quite challenging. Puberty is hard. We've said it before. We'll say it again. I'll say it. We, we already talked about my nutter buddy, my nutty bar phase. <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, so then he starts to kind of like get into more TGIF situation. You may remember this episode. He was on an episode of Full House, and it's the episode where Stephanie—it's like a, like a Sadie Hawkins situation. Okay. Girls have to ask guys to the dance. She asks Andrew Keegan to the dance. He says yes. He does not show up. He son stands, of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he stands her up, and then the worst part is that Danny Tanner confronts him about it. Stephanie's mortified. It's like this whole thing. He's always playing the jock. He's playing like the gorgeous jock. He's like the role this... he was born to play, yeah. though. Obviously. Yes. I mean, <laughs> there's a thing as typecasting, but it's also like, that's your type. <laughs> um, but he's wearing this like letterman's jacket, the whole thing. He then proceeds to do one episode appearances on Step by Step, Moesha, which, how have we not talked about Moesha on this podcast yet? Oh, my I God. loved it. Did you like it? I watched it a lot, but I was more obsessed with, like, the boy is mine, Brandy, mm. than Moesha. Mm-hmm. And now I just, in my brain, is like, mo to the, e to the. <laughs> like, it's just, you're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. Okay. Moesha then does Sabrina. Then, in my favorite guest appearance. Of course. I know. Not surprised. <laughs> Obviously. He does, he does a turn on Boy Meets World. And one, we're, like, already denied by the fact it's, like, pre-Matthew Lawrence days, so we could have just had. There's a couple of missed opportunities. There's, yeah. We'll talk about it, guys. But, so, he plays the character of Ronnie. Terrible name. He doesn't look like a Ronnie. No. He Bad. looks like a, like a Zach. Yeah. Definitely a Zach. Or, like, a, oh. like a Jake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jake is really good. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I tried. Um, but so basically what happens is Corey and Topanga are on a break. Similar, not really like Ross and Rachel, but Corey has broken up with Topanga. They're, I think they're in like eighth or ninth grade. They're very young still. And Topanga wins an essay contest at school. And somehow the prize for this is spending a week at Disney World. Like, do you just need to start writing essays? <laughs> because yeah. I feel like that's your dream. Anyway, 
Corey during this break period has been like dating lots of girls, as you do in eighth grade, I guess. Such a Kevin Arnold move. Totally. Which, you know, they're brothers in real life. Yeah, so well, you know. Um, so she goes in a and Ronnie is like also in their class and they go to Disney World and she she and Ronnie have like a like a romantic exchange. They like go on a date, but somehow wait, where's the date at Disney in World? Epcot? Yeah, in Epcot. Knew it. Uh, I have to check. The, I have to watch the episode again. No, because I feel like they have a view of the castle, so maybe it is in Magic Kingdom. I need to know specifics here. All right. Well, I'm I'll gonna look at that. I'm we'll sorry. Let you know next I'm episode. Sorry, I'm not prepared. I will come. I'll come strong next. Well, next I just want to like you know for my personal fantasies. Yes. When I am on a date with Andrew Keegan at Disney World, I need to know where it is. Okay, I get it. For your dream sequence that you're crafting right now. Anyway, the weird part about this episode is that Corey and Sean somehow, like, get themselves to Florida. And they're then sort of, like, chasing Topanga and Ronnie all around Disney World. And Corey ends up telling Topanga that he still loves her. And then they kiss and, like, bye, Andrew Keegan. See ya. Like, in what reality is Ben Savage cuter than Andrew Keegan? Just going to say it. Topanga. It's a good point. Think about it. Good point. But this reminds me we still need to do our um, ABC Disney shows going to Disney parks <laughs> special. <laughs> that'll be that'll be an upcoming episode of Fiango Fridays because everyone goes to Disney. Um, so, you know, this is him. This is Andrew Keegan, like— Making his mark, putting his face out there. He's always, like, the cute boy. But he's never, like, getting the girl, really. Which is so strange. So strange. And actually, we'll, you know, we'll chat about his movie career, too, but same thing. Like, he's such a babe, and he's just really not ending up—he's a babe, but he's never, like, the good guy. No. Um, okay, so now he's done his bit parts. Now we move into recurring roles. Now he's a permanent fixture— on a couple of other incredibly popular 90s and 2000s shows. One being Party of Five. Did you watch it? No. Is that? Did I you, think I was too young. I was going to say. I was like, this might I be. I want to watch it. This might be an area where you fall into the slightly too young category. Yeah. Um, great show. Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think we just need to do a series on Jennifer Love Hewitt and how she just like reigned supreme for like 15 years. Yeah, I think we have some fun fact about her, too. We do. Um, and then where I remember him from most definitively is Seventh Heaven. Uh, did you watch it? Don't be mad at me. No? No, because it was a little churchy for me. It was a little churchy. Plus, I've said it before, um, WB shows weren't my thing growing up, and that was probably a mistake because was, I love Gilmore Girls. It was a mistake. I, I don't know. I thought I was above it for some reason. You weren't. I was not. <laughs> I, I'm still not. Um, which is so crazy because it's like then they – there's so much goodness for you to like. Like the I fact know. that you haven't watched Dawson's. Like I'm just going to pin you down for a weekend and make you watch like at least the pilot episode of a bunch of these shows. I have Dawson's Creek on a list of – possible fangirl series to do. Okay. So maybe. Maybe I'll watch it. It's wonderful. Um, But so he plays uh, Wilson on 7th Heaven. And he is the love interest of Mary, which is Jessica Biel. And I have a clip of actually how they meet. And after you listen to this, you're going to just be like, well, why are they not married? (laughs) Nice potato. Can you believe some people actually eat those? 
Yeah, well, I found it under my couch. See, so, yeah, our grandpa's coming to visit, and I was supposed to vacuum, and I didn't move the couch, and my mom got... This is the most boring story in the world, isn't it? The most boring, no. Top ten, maybe, but not the most. <laughs> yeah, who's not dating that guy? Wait, he has a baby? He does. So, in this scene, they're actually at the park, and she's with Ruthie, he's with a baby, um, who, which turns out to be his baby. It's, Wait, how old is he? Is he a teen dad? He's a teen dad. Here's the story. He knocks some girl up when they're, like, 16. She's She has the baby. She dies oh. in childbirth. It's not great. Um, and then he's the single dad. He's actually a really, uh, really great dad. And then he and Mary, like, date for a while. Wait, the- wait, wait. How does the family feel about this? Do I, mean, I have to watch Seventh Heaven you now? Do. But Mary's also like, she was like the good girl, and then like her life completely crumbles. Like, Mary, mm-hmm. Jessica Biel I'm has here a, for that. a rough run on Seventh Heaven. It was rough. People were not into him being a single father initially, but he creeps up for a while. Like, they date for a while, then they break up, and then she goes to New York, and then he's there, and then they date, and then she cheats on him. It's it like sounds a whole, like a 90210 Emily Valentine situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Where she just keeps coming back. He yeah. goes after her. He came back, like, up until, like, the last season. Because, you know, then Jessica Biel leaves Seventh Heaven for her successful Great movie, movie role. <laughs> movie roles in, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And, uh, <laughs> I don't um, want to shit on Jessica Biel. I like now. her. I do, too. She was born in Minnesota. She's probably a lovely human being. Yeah. She's married to Justin Timberlake. They have that beautiful baby. You know, she looked great at the Oscars. She won the Oscars. She was a guest. like Best guest. Step it up, everyone else. She looked amazing. Um, but you you remember him right from his, like, movie roles. Andrew yeah. Keegan. Ten Things I Hate About You is, like, really what I know him from. Like, that and Dating Leanne Rhymes were the only two facts I knew about Andrew Keegan. It's so funny because I had sort of forgotten that he dated Leanne Rhymes. I don't know why I knew that or cared because I wasn't a big Leanne Rhymes fan growing up either. Yeah, and this is Leanne Rhymes, like, youth and then right off of Coyote Ugly. Because remember, she did the entire soundtrack for Coyote Ugly. Yeah, I can't find the moonlight. I remember. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 10 Things Ate About You. He's gorgeous, but he's also the worst. The worst. Not as gorgeous as Heath Ledger, clearly. Right. But. My favorite, so he plays Joey Donner, which always just was like, Joey, Donner? eat me Donner. Totally, I was like the Donner party. Um, and my favorite is that he's like a, he's got a big tube sock modeling campaign coming up. He's a model. I get it. He's very attractive. Yeah. He's wearing a wife beater like half the movie. Um, but you have a clip, right, of this? Um, the, not, the, not the tube stacks, but. Yeah, of when he's talking to Heath Ledger. So babes talking to babes. Babes on babes. You know, trying to convince him that he should date Kat. See that girl? Yeah. That's Kat Stratford. I want you to go out with her. <laughs> yeah, sure, Sparky. <laughs> Look, I can't take out her sister until Kat starts dating. You see, their dad's whacked out. He's got this this rule where the girls are... That's all... a touching story. It really is. Not my problem. Would you be willing to make it your problem if I provide generous compensation? <laughs> You're going to pay me to take out some chick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much? 20 bucks. First of all, $20 is... 
offensive. Why are you offering somebody $20 to go on a date with someone? Like, yes, in high school, though, that's money. But it's $19.99. That's not getting you anywhere. Like, even to go to the movies, like, you can't go somewhere for 20 bucks. Come on, Joey. Pick it up. Can you imagine going to a high school where all of these handsome boys attended? Um, actually, speaking of that high school, my old boss went to that high school. No That's way. A real where school. is it? It's um, in—I want to say it's, like, outside of Spokane or, like, Tacoma, Washington. It's beautiful. Shockingly beautiful. But, yeah, if those were—if, like, the weird boy was Heath Ledger, yeah. Yeah. Sign me up for that school. Like, even David Kremholtz, Okay. <laughs> No, just me? David okay. Crumholtz. I do like when he takes his little moped and he jumps over yeah. <laughs> he jumps over the cliff. I'm into that. Um, but yeah, babes on babes. And then also in another he was in another Shakespearean remake, Othello. Did you not see the starring Andrew Keegan movie. <laughs> Othello? Um, I feel like it was, you remember like early nine or late 90s, early 2000s, like everyone was like, let's remake Shakespeare. It's jumping on the, the Romeo clueless. plus Juliet situation. Well, the clueless bandwagon first. Yeah. Well, that was like smart. <laughs> so it wasn't just like a straight. That was remake. a thing. Ten, yeah. thing. ten things I hate about you. Same thing. That was smart. Loved it. I don't know. But I mean, Things were going great for him. And all through the late 90s, early 2000s, and then they don't. They start Things start to dry up. And you know why? what it's confusing to me about Andrew Keegan? I get it with some people, right? Like, I'm not going to shit on him. I love him. But like a Devin sure. Sawa, so cute as like a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. Right? Gets a little dicey I around think- 19. I mean, I don't want to say too much because we might mention him a little in our next episode. Oh, are you teasing? Yeah. Hmm. But I'm okay. going to save what I have to say about Devin Sawa. Okay. So. All right. But the thing about that is that that doesn't happen to Andrew Keegan. Like, he's still babing out. I mean, if you look at him in 10 Things I Hate About You, like, he's a total babe. Yeah. The only problem with Andrew Keegan— Growing up is the hair gel gets thicker. Mm-hmm. Like his mm-hmm. hair gets a little crunchy. Yeah. He did have not into. great hair. Very thick. Yeah. Very Joey Lawrence-esque too with that sort of like split part situation mm-hmm. going on for a while. So I'm a little confused as to like what happens to his career in the mid-2000s. But before I think we kind of like jump into what's going on with him now. Okay. I would like to talk about why we loved him. Well, that 90s hair. That 90s hair. Always playing a dreamboat. Always, yeah. Always a jock. I think there's a little something to the fact that he's, like, maybe a little ethnically ambiguous. Yeah. And, like, people who are a little multi-culty, always the best looking. That's Um, true. Yeah. Like, little super white girls like me, not cute. Oh, and I will say, like, not only is he playing dreamboats, they're kind of, like— Mean dreamboats. Oh, yeah. There's he's like a little bit of a bad boy. So you're like, I hate you, but I also like you. And like, he always definitely feels like he comes from money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in every role, it's like, this guy could like take care of me. Like, you want to hate him, but you can't. Yeah. This guy could take care of me someday. Um, yeah. I think so. His mother is actually, I believe she's from Colombia, and his dad is American. Um, I don't know much about his mother, but she apparently worked on The Wedding Singer for some reason. 
And that's all I needed to know. <laughs> that's all you needed to know. We should just wrap it up. But <laughs> there were a bunch of other people other than us who loved him as well. So you already mentioned Leanne Rimes. And we talked about Jennifer Love Hewitt, who also dated Joey Lawrence and Will Friedle. She was just making the rounds of heartthrobs in the 90s. Like, good for her. Yeah, we have to go deep on Jennifer Love she was a She was a babe, too. You know, some dude was just like, <laughs> go deep on Jennifer. Sorry. I had to, I had to do it. Ew. I know. Um, but so from Leanne Rimes, Coyote Ugly connection here, he dates Piper Parabu. Oh, I know. For a while. So do you, th- was he dating Leanne Rimes, like, before and during Coyote Ugly? Then they broke up and he started dating Piper? I think so, because— That makes sense. Coyote Ugly definitely came out when I was in high school, and he dates Leanne Rimes. They get engaged as, like, babies, total babies, and then they are engaged for a couple months in, like, 2000, 2001, and then they break up, and then he starts immediately dating Piper Parabu. So maybe there's a coyote ugly cheating scandal with Ooh. Andrew Keegan. I'm sure there is. And then he Juicy. also dates Alicia Cuthbert. Just like all the babes yeah. of the early 2000s. Like, good for him. Again, what is then happening to his career? I don't get it. Okay, so did you have a crush on him as a kid yes, growing up? Yes, 100%. And did you have the pinups on the wall? I was not that kind of girl. What? I know. Um... I didn't. I wanted to be a marine biologist, so I feel like I had oh, like, no. like a dolphin mural. Or like, okay, I had like Spice Girls. That's yeah, it. right. We've talked about this. You were you were sort of you were just like anti boy yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really have any pinups on my wall per se, but I do specifically remember from Seventh Heaven, which was a show that I watched with my mom, um, thinking that he was a total dreamboat. And then in 10 Things I Hate About You, which is in my top 15 favorite movies of all time, being like, well, there's too much eye candy in this movie. I don't know where to look. Right? It's David Cromwell, that's where you look. It's too much. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, just like, I mean, he's kind of a babe in that movie. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm, I'm going to apologize right here, right now. I'm not attracted to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yet you referenced David Krumholtz. He has his moments. Standing by that. <laughs> did you? Did you, like, are you, you, you said that you were kind of, like, vaguely aware of Andrew Keegan. Yeah. It didn't really, like, hit my radars growing up. Looking back, would you have been like, oh, yeah, I get it? I probably would have thought he was too much like his characters. Mm. As, growing up, I'd be like, oh, he's mean in real life. Right. I don't like him. Yeah, you're, you're sort of anti-Jock. Too. Yeah, not like we, I've learned some things exceptions. about you. I've learned some things about you this week. Like one, you hate an acoustic guitar. Um, and two, you're just like not the biggest no, jock fan. I don't hate an acoustic guitar. <laughs> I hate what like the white guy that comes with an acoustic guitar. Like the guy at the party that's like, let me play it. The guy who's wearing a like ditty. a fedora, yeah, playing the guitar. Well, that I guy don't need that. Yeah, but sometimes it's good. There's a time and a place. Let's. Something I learned about Marin is that's the kind of music she was into for 10 years yeah. of her life. So. All of my, like, high school and college, that was, like, all I listened <sighs> this, to. It was really rough news to hear. I was a big Dave fan. Ugh. <laughs> it hurts. Again, but I'm, seven, like, I'm six and a half years older than you. It was so? the time. It was the place. No excuse. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So if Andrew's career began to sort of taper in the mid-2000s, that's, like, 15 years ago. 
What's he been wow. doing? That's a long time. I know. Did well, I just depress First of all, <laughs> he was supposed to be in the hot chick. This was an illumination. I was like, <laughs> what? Do you want to tell this story? Well, I don't know the entire story. Okay. But he had a part in this movie. He was cast in the movie. Did mm-hmm. the table read. Yep. Got fired. Mm-hmm. But got paid for the entire time. Yes. So this was another instance where we were denied a Lawrence Keegan connection. Yeah. If you don't know, Matthew Lawrence is in that movie looking cute as hell. Yep. Looking super cute. So he gets paid for doing the hot chick. And then he sort of takes that money and very astutely starts investing in real estate in Los Angeles. And not any real estate, Venice real estate. And around the same time, he's having some, like, spiritual transformations. He's um, There's all these signs happening, like— he and his friends were attacked by gang members on Venice Beach. What? One of them pulled a gun on his manager, and after a full brawl, Keegan had to go to the hospital for <gasps> stitches. Oh, my gosh. And this is a quote from Andrew Keegan. The significance of this occurrence is that it happened at the same time the tsunami hit in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need to like so let that like, wash over me for a minute. <laughs> Bad pun, not intended. Um, he's okay. like relating all, like connecting the dots to all these odd events. And there was another one, like the moment he looked at a street lamp, it exploded. So does Andrew Keegan have powers? Yeah, does he have telekinetic powers? Maybe, maybe that could be a thing. But so basically, he's now kind of independently wealthy because he's astutely invested in an up market. So for people that don't live in L.A., Venice used to be a total shithole, um, and now it is one of the most expensive neighborhoods to live in in Los Angeles. Um, and he kind of got in at the shithole phase and has has done quite well for himself. So he doesn't really need to work, and he's having all of these, like, spiritual awakenings. So a few years ago— a lot of articles were written that Andrew Keegan is a cult leader, yes. which piqued my interest. Obviously. 90s dream boats and cults, let's talk. <laughs> it's really just everything you want in life. But he doesn't consider himself a cult leader. So he, the building that he purchased was for Full Circle. Mm-hmm. And that's not a cult. What is it? It's a religious nonprofit. But okay. it's not really like Jesus religious. Yeah, it's not it's Jesus like church. All really. religions. So, it's, like, what okay. is that? Here we go. I okay. have a I have a definition of what okay. it is. Thank you, because I have a lot of questions. An experimental environment that aims to elevate the individual while, conne- while connecting us with each other, and the goal is to promote the individual becoming truly themselves outside of defined boundaries. Okay. That was a lot of confusing. Not helpful at all, right? No, it was a little bit more confusing. So basically, we want you to be great, and then we want you to find, like, other great people you can connect with. Yeah? Well, here's what they do. But not through Jesus. Yeah, here's what they do at Full Circle. They okay. do a lot of, like, concerts with acoustic guitars and <laughs> political <laughs> gatherings. A lot of fedoras. Um, for New Age self-help gurus. They do a lot of yoga classes and sit-ins, like workshops, like things like that. 
Okay. Ugh. So it kind of sounds like a nightmare. And is and he's like the the main dude. He's one of them. Yeah, he's like the one of the founding leaders. Also, it should be known that at one time, hopefully still, there was a talking parrot involved in this group. Why wouldn't there be? <laughs> is he also one of the leaders of Full Circle? Is this a cartoon? <laughs> it should be. Uh, in my brain now, it's just Iago from <laughs> from Aladdin. Like he's he's the guy. Is Gilbert Gottfried involved? <laughs> Gotta find out. Perfect. So this is still like actively going on. This is his thing. They're trying to keep it going. What does that mean? So the neighbors weren't very happy with full circle. Like maybe all the events were too loud. I'm not sure. All but, those sit-ins and yoga, just yeah, too you loud. Know, uh-huh. Too crazy. But um, somehow they got reported for selling alcohol. So police did an investigation, and one woman had kombucha. So <laughs> now it's kombucha gate. That is the most L.A. thing I've ever heard. I know. But technically, kombucha is alcoholic, right? There's like There's it's fermented the smallest tea. percentage or something. Yeah. Like, you can drink it. Like, we but can drink like, it. We're fine. They got, like, busted for being— Yeah. They got in trouble for that. Did it shut them down? <sighs> no, but it was mostly money. Mm. Like, everything's getting too expensive. And— they were pretty much done. I think they were about to close their doors as oh. of, like, last year. But magically, I don't know what Andrew Keegan sent into the universe, but um, they found an investor to partner with. And Whoa. they're looking to settle into their temple. So, first of all, you can't call it a temple without it not being some kind of cult. No. No one's—no. Totally. I completely and agree. The plan for this new full circle— is to rebrand itself with a focus on wellness, continuing to offer sound healing, educational, medical-type practices, and uh, food and health work. (laughs) Basically, to me, this, like, organization is like, you know when you go to Target and in, like, the CD section and there's, like, the samples— of music you can press, yeah, and you press like the worldly music one, yeah. and just walk away. Uh-huh. That's what this organization is to me. <laughs> it's a lot of like pan flute, yes, um, a lot it, of pan flute and just like some pretension. Pan flute, <laughs> pan flute and pretension. Yeah, and like, yeah. Uh, okay. Also, according to their Facebook. They're supposed to be bringing back its Sunday services in April. Where is it? I was going to go as an investigation yeah. for this podcast. We've also been maybe tipped off that he's, like, doing a bartending shift here and there. Yeah. There's word and a photo, so <laughs> it's real, that he's doing some part-time bartending at a place in Venice, which we might check out. Do you think that the name Full Circle makes it seem more like a cult or less like a cult? Less. Really? It seems, sounds more like a gym. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's or like a bar method. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, you know, whole body, like, oh, full circle. Um, yeah, I could see that. But so is he totally out of the acting game? According to IMDb, he was supposed to be in a movie this year. Hmm. But I think he's kind of out of it. I feel like Andrew Keegan's a little conflicted. Uh if you, you go to his Facebook page, which you can find, um, first of all, he studied at Life is the Best Teacher. 
that's that. the schooling we do. Oh my God. <laughs> but his, he has great posts like, does anyone have a hu- humidor for these fresh Cuban cigars? No. And is anyone feeling the swing between happiness and sadness? Oh, no. Getting deep. And then I was going through his photos, and there's like a full circle group photo with Bernie Sanders, and he's holding a tambourine in it. And Bernie like, Sanders is no, holding a tambourine? Andrew Keegan oh. is. Why? <laughs> Um, yeah, they got Bernie Sanders to join. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, that's a lot. That's a. It's a lot. I. I mean, good for him if he's happy and yeah. he has like a baby and a wife that's also very involved in the organization. <laughs> Not cold. question mark. Um, I. I think really, I'm very upset still that the Lawrence Keegan duo did not happen, but I can move on from it. Move on from it. Um, okay. So, very non-traditional, unconventional path. <laughs> right. From heartthrob to spiritual leader. Let's yeah. call him that. But entertaining. Very entertaining. Great story. Um, do you feel like he has maintained his babe status? Absolutely. 100%. He looks great. Amazing. Very healthy. Kombucha, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably all the kombucha and yoga. But, yeah, he's got—okay, so— Cult leaders. Not saying Andrew Keegan's a cult leader, <laughs> but they're always like very mm, charismatic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he has that 100%. Yes. I get it. I would join his cult. <laughs> I'm not a cult. Didn't you say that on their Facebook page? It's like, it doesn't even say like learn more. It's just like join yeah. or something like that. Like, it's like, ooh. come out. <laughs> I was I was going to do it, but there was no event going on. Yeah, you did get upset there was nothing on the event calendar for you to attend. I was going to hate it so much, too. There's so much, like, acoustic guitar and, like, (laughs) band flute. (laughs) Band flute. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, back in the day, babe, definitely. Current day, babe, definitely. Definitely. Probably super nice guy. Super nice guy. I'm sure he's lovely, incredibly generous. I'm still a fan. I'm very interested in where Full Circle is going. Going to follow these stories. Update Natalie. <laughs> Update next week on whether or not Natalie has joined. I've been replaced has, because I'm gone. Yes, it's just me talking to myself because Natalie is now playing the pan flute at Full Circle. <laughs> Andrew Keegan's spiritual awakening. Um, all right. That was, that was a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. It's very unconventional. But I like I like knowing that there are other opportunities for our heartthrobs in the future if their acting careers don't pan out. You know? Yeah. You could be anything. You could be a lawyer. You could be a doctor. You could be a cult leader. Yeah. Spiritual guide. Spiritual guide. Opportunities are endless for these, these babes. Um, okay. So next week, we will have a new heartthrob. And next week, we're actually going to have a guest. So stay Very tuned, excited. guys. Very excited about that. We'll, we'll let you know uh, next week. But until then, um, as always, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever wherever yeah. you want to listen. Maybe give us a review if you feel like it. Mm-hmm. No pressure. No, no, no pressure. pressure, but we will like you more if you do. <laughs> no cult-like pressure here. No. Um, and as always, you know, follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Fridays Podcast or on Twitter at FGF Podcast. Or you can email us, hellofangirls, gmail.com. We love that. Um, All right, guys. So until next Friday. Bye. Bye.